Welcome to the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bellotta from singleinthecity.ca on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Hello and welcome back to the Dating and Relationship Show. I'm Laura Bellotta and today we are diving into health and wellness just in time for the new year. So happy new year, everybody. Sitting in with me today is Joan Kelly Walker. From happy the new Re- year. Happy new year from the Real Housewives of Toronto and the face behind the Joan Kelly Walker collection. Today, again, we are joined by Gina Livy. She just has so much to talk about. <laughs> She's a celebrity weight loss expert who has been helping people lose weight for over 25 years. She's appeared on major television networks such as City TV, CTV, Global, And with her innovative fitness program, she's striving to change the way you view and approach healthy weight loss. Mm -hmm. With the new year uh, comes new trends. 2020 is a year to take a different approach to health and wellness. The trend this year is to be more mindful. Yes. As per Gina. Yes. So last week on the show, Gina Libby joined... um, Joan Kelly Walker and I for a chat on manifesting the the life that you want in 2020 by using the law of attraction. We talked about intuitive eating and how your body should tell you when, what, and how much to eat before you even eat. Now, we only touched on it because really... uh, there, there was there was a lot more for you to say on that topic. So let's continue with that conversation. Okay. Um, what again is intuitive eating, Gina? It, intuitive eating is being in tune to your body's needs. Um, you know, so let's talk about cravings, for example. Everything's a message from your body. So when you crave sugar or when you crave, you know, fatty foods or salty foods, your body's not truly interested. It's not your body craving those foods. You're, every minute of the day, your body's trying to make you as healthy as possible. So the last thing it's interested in doing is getting you to eat something that's going to make you not feel well. So first, the biggest thing is understanding that everything is a message from your body. So if you can understand that when you crave sugar, your chances are you're just dehydrated and you need water. When you're dehydrated, your body gets you to crave high water content foods, um, which are fruits, which are sweet. And then so you kind of miss that message and you assume that your body wants sugar. Uh, when you crave salty foods, especially the, you know this time of year when you know things are busy and you're putting out more energy and you're excited, um, you tend to crave a lot of salty foods because your body's looking for more good fat in your diet. So you never really want the sugar and you never really want the salt. What you need is more water and what you need is more good fat. So once you Hmm. really understand and grasp that, that you don't really want the cookies in front of you or the bag of chips, um, you know, and you take it from mentally what you think you want into physically do you actually want it, it can make all the difference in the world. So what about the argument that, okay, there's a plate of cookies in front of me, I'm just going to have one. And if you have one and then you feel satisfied and then you move on instead of having the whole plate of cookies, you can have one cookie. Okay, but a lot of people don't know what satisfied feels like. They don't know what satisfied means. I'm like, well, eat to satisfaction. In my group, I teach people how to do this. And I'm saying, okay, well, eat to satisfaction. How do you do this? Exactly. What does that even mean? Yeah. What does that mean? Well, a lot of people don't know what that means. A lot of people will just eat everything on their plate because that's Well, how can we be more satisfied? (laughs) You have to be in tune to how you're feeling when you're processing and digesting foods you have so here's an easy thing that you can do so um before so there's this plate of cookies in front of me and i'm gonna before i eat and there this, actually is there a actually is a plate of cookies in front of um, I'm and gonna, we haven't touched them and it's a big there's a whole plate it's I've a whole big plate one. there's got to be 20 cookies on here okay. and if i say to myself okay how am i going to feel before i even eat that well i know that's way too much 
food. Just too many cookies for me. So that's one thing you can do. Before you even eat something, say to yourself, how am I going to feel if I eat all of this? And sometimes mentally, like if it's a Big Mac, you'll be like, awesome, it's going to be so good. But don't. Take it down into your stomach and be like, how am I physically going to feel if I eat all of these cookies in front of me? Okay, these I'm not going to feel well. Then while eating your cookies, say to yourself, okay, how am I starting to feel? Am I starting to feel full? Do I feel like I could eat more cookies? And then after you're done eating, make a mental note of how you walk of how you feel when you walk away. When you eat something, you shouldn't physically feel like you ate something. So is my my belly distended? I'm kind of like tired. Like how do you physically feel? So I get clients to before they eat anything, ask themselves three questions. How is this portion for me before I eat it? How am I feeling while I'm eating it? And how do I feel after? And you very quickly, that becomes second nature. and You don't even have to ask yourself anymore. And that alone will put you in tune with your body's actual needs because you're you're listening, you're paying attention. And sometimes you feel very emotional. Like if you're thinking, okay, I shouldn't be eating cookies at all. And then you have a cookie. Then emotionally, you feel like, oh, I let myself down. Yeah. I broke my rule. And then I feel poorly because of it. And mm-hmm. then and then that's the message that's stuck in your brain. And the other point that I want to make is I ask myself, how is that going to leave my mouth feeling? Yeah. Like if I have that cookie, I'm not going to feel like I just brushed my teeth. I'm going to feel like I need to brush my teeth. Mm-hmm. And I'm really particular about that. I like to always feel fresh in my mouth. So I always, always have something like a bag of carrots or celery yeah. or something and I tuck it in my purse, I tuck it in my car. If I have something but even that then you're gonna get something in my mouth then I have No, no, no. Those yes. are things that clean your teeth. Oh. And they leave your mouth feeling happy. But they fresh. don't get stuck in your teeth? Well no, but I also carry floss. <laughs> Do you pick your teeth in the car? Uh no, but I eat my I eat a lot of carrots and celery in the car and cucumbers and peppers. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, and, and for myself, when I eat something that I know I shouldn't be eating, I automatically feel like I've gained 10 pounds. Like I, I start feeling my belly over my pants. Yeah, that's what I mean. But you don't actually have to eat the food to know that that's how you're going to feel after you eat it. Exactly. But then some people think, okay, I ate this thing I'm not supposed to eat, so I may as well eat the rest of the cookies. That's what I do. Because I've already blown it. <laughs> yeah. I already messed well, it up. Well, just start tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. Or, you know, because I was on this diet that Gina put me on and I I really wasn't eating carbs. Mm -hmm. So if I did have carbs on a particular day, then I then that would be a cheat day for me. But carbs are not the bad guy. But that's what I thought in my head. Yeah. And that's a problem with diets. They're not in tune to your particular needs. People are just telling you what to eat, when to eat, how much to eat, right? Okay, like, we're going to talk about fad diets and diets when oh, we come back right. on the Dating and Relationship Show. We're talking to weight loss expert Gina Livy. Joan Kelly Walker's here. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bellotta from singleinthecity.ca on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Welcome back to the Dating and Relationship Show. We are having a great time today talking with Gina Livy, who's a weight loss expert and Reiki master. And of course, Laura's here. And uh, the before the break, we were talking about the plate of cookies that's sitting in front of us <laughs> and how does that make you feel emotionally and physically <laughs> before you eat them. And Laura's now eating the cookies. Well, I just had so Laura, how do you feel? I feel like I gained 10. Well, not yet. <laughs> Right. But I'm going to feel like I gained 10 pounds. So you, you, did you mindlessly start, eat that cookie? What was your, why did you eat that cookie? Because you guys said how, you ladies said how horrible they looked. It's not that they look horrible, but to me, that plate of cookies can sit in front of me and I'm just not interested. I'm just mm-hmm. not interested. But there's so many people that, that 
are not there. It will sit there, and if the plate's there, they're going to go to the plate of cookies. Yeah, it's the you want to lose weight in a way where that space in your brain. What it, you okay, know, but should those, I eat that? Should I not aren't eat that? Homemade cookies. That's probably why you didn't eat one. What if they were like the shortbread homemade? Yeah. Like, had- sometimes it's. I believe sometimes it's worth it. If you have, you know, your grandmother's shortbread cookies once a year at Christmas, and you look forward to that, then have one because I think that's a positive memory. Yes, but it's got to be a conscious choice too. You have to be very mindful of. That. You don't eat the cookie and be like, okay, I shouldn't eat this cookie. Should I keep? Well, I'm going to eat this cookie. It's Christmas, and my nana made them. And then I'm eating the cookie. Okay, I shouldn't eat this cookie. And then okay, I'm going to have another cookie. Oh my gosh, why did I eat that cookie? That that's insanity. If you are going to eat that cookie, make it a conscious choice. Enjoy the cookie, and then walk away from the cookie without thinking anything about the cookie. If you can't do that, don't eat the cookie. Well, I think it's important too, to, though, not to deprive ourselves. And I agree. That's what happens when we um, take part in these stupid diets or these fad diets. So let's talk about that. Yeah, that's the problem is that, first of all, diets don't work. It's so old and archaic. And everything we think about it stems from this place that in order to lose weight, you have to deprive and starve yourself. And you actually don't okay, have to Okay, what did do you that. put me on? Well, I have a 12-week... Because I thought that was a diet. There was the first week of my program which yes. is just cleaning up what you're eating so what I gave you was basically this to clean things up so you can very clearly see how your body is responding to the changes that you are making and now your body responded with with weight loss now if you keep eating that way um, you have to change the way you're eating to have your body keep changing your body's probably really happy right now with what you've done and a happy content body isn't necessarily motivated to continue to make change so you kind of clean things up your body responded really well so you're feeling really good Um, but you have to also then follow that through to be in tune with your body so you know what you're craving in tune with your portion size it's not about food put this way losing weight is not about food it's about the issues and associations you've created over the years around food if your body's feeling need to store fat it's because it at some point it felt the need to store that for a reason so you have to help the body get rid of fat it no longer needs so what the program I gave you was the first step into helping your body get rid of the fat it no longer needs by just kind of cleaning things up and so you start with no carbs that's that's your first week i don't it's that's not a hard no for me like people can still eat breads they can still eat pasta but they have to understand it's it's going to take them a lot longer to get most people want to lose weight as quickly as they possibly can i was only losing a pound a week and i was hitting the gym like four times a week five times a week yeah well, and that's i was why. getting a little frustrated because i i was thinking why am i not losing weight quicker than this i feel like i'm not eating much because i didn't realize that there was another 11 steps to your program <laughs> I just kept doing the same thing over and over again I think for three months yeah and that and that's effective for what you accomplish but but for example when you help the body get rid of fat you, your body has to, you have to create an environment where your body can even focus on getting the fat out and what you did with exercise is rather than helping the body stay focused on fat loss by ripping and tearing your muscles and exercising you force the body to have to repair and rebuild the damage that you kept doing which left very little time for your body to focus on fat loss it's two totally different things getting rid of fat and and you know um, your body repairing and rebuilding your muscles which makes your muscles stronger that's two different things so how did your body have time to focus on fat loss when you're you're causing all this damage three four times but it was effective because look at Laura now 
Well, her body will change. You're giving your body the foods that it needs to, the resources it needs to make change. So that's why your body changed a lot with the exercise that you did, but the scale didn't move. Okay. Well, the the scale scale, the scale has moved. The scale has moved now. But I feel like I'm but not as quickly as continuing on that journey because now I'm really enjoying what I look like. Mm -hmm. And you know, I just throw music on, and I just moved into my new place, and it's just me and the dog, and I, (laughs) I dance in front of the mirror for like an hour and a half every day, and I just love it. And it's just again, it's just it's me feeling good and getting back to self love and. I was in a, you know, not a horrible place for a while, but I went through a breakup and I just, now I feel like I'm on top of the world and the weight loss actually helped with that. Well, it helped in a way where it made you mindful of your own needs day to day, put you in that headspace where you're keeping your energy directed at yourself. You were doing what was working and what felt good for you. And if anyone did that, you know, like my my 12-week program, and I don't talk a lot about the mental aspect, but it's like one big epic meditation, showing up every day, being mindful, giving your Body, what it needs, being in tune to that. Um, that's like one big, epic, long meditation process. And a lot of people, it puts you in tune. At the end, my goal for people is to lose weight in a way that their body's not inclined to store it back. And they're completely in tune with their needs, where they wake up, they look good, they feel good, they go about their day, and they don't think, what am I going to eat? What am I not going to eat? If I choose to eat a burger and fries for dinner tonight, I don't stress about it. I wake up the next day, I drink a little extra okay, water, maybe about, order a salad. There are some of us that want to drop like a few pounds in a week. What do mm-hmm. we do? Uh, well, you juicing can we juice? You, the problem, but this, this is why diets don't work. You're but temporary. Bo- we we might gain it back. You will gain it back, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. If you listen, if you want to look good in your dress at the end of the week, just drink a little extra water. Don't eat any foods that cause bloating, like breads and pastas, things that block your digestive system up. Um, clean it up. Do do the first week of my program that I gave to you. Normally, people will lose four to seven pounds in that. So that's week. a vegetable and protein. Yeah, it's having protein for breakfast, starting that digestive system, having fruit for snack, you know, good, neutral lunch, a couple snacks. Let's talk about different key elements to look for in a diet, though, when we come back. Yes. Yes. Please. On the Dating and Relationship Show, stay with us. Now back to the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bellotta from singleinthecity.ca on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. It's Sunday night. Happy New Year, everybody. You're tuned in to the Dating and Relationship Show on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. Gina Livy, a celebrity weight loss expert who's been helping people lose weight for 25 years. She's in studio with us today, Hello. as well as Joan Kelly Walker. Uh, her brand, the Joan Kelly Walker collection available at walmart.ca and I'm your host Laura Bellotta from singleinthecity.ca. Today we're talking about uh, this New Year's uh, health and wellness trend which is is um, taking over and it's being more mindful. Mm-hmm. As for Gina, she says this is the way to go. Yeah, you can apply it to everything. Right, your entire life which yeah. we talked about last week as well. So let's continue that conversation with key elements to look for in a diet. You say that being mindful is the new trend for health and wellness in 2020. Can you explain what that means, please? Yeah, your body, people have this perception that your body's just trying to make you fat. That's what people believe. They believe that your body's just out to make you fat. Like that's its sole purpose in life. As you age or in general? Just in general. Mm -hmm. They have this perception that their body's fighting them. You know, they're always trying to make them fat. And it's really not the case. Your body absolutely is on your side every minute of the day trying to make you as healthy as possible. It's not interested in gaining weight. Like your body is not interested 
in gaining fat that, as we know, every extra pound of fat is just, it's hard on your body. So your body's not interested in that. You have to understand and believe that, first of all. Second of all, you have to understand that your body is meant to store a certain amount of fat for emergency purposes. So if you burn fat or you eat less or exercise more and you make your body use that fat, you are going to lose weight, but you're also at the same time reinforcing your body a message to your body that you need that fat, which is why those diets work. You will lose weight, but every single time you will gain it all back plus more. Well, you told me to incorporate because I said I wasn't really losing weight that quickly and mm-hmm. you said you're not eating enough fat. So you mm-hmm. told me to go and buy some supplements. What yeah, omega-3. Without enough good fat, when your body's feeling a need to hold on to fat, without enough good fat coming in, your body's going to be really reluctant to let go of mm-hmm. that fat. Again, your body's storing fat because it feels like it needs it. And over the, over years, you've reinforced that message, long periods of time without eating, high stress, lack of sleep, um, large portions, too high of sugar. It's all about the message that you're sending. It's all a chemical reaction in the brain. So there's weight loss mode where the body's detoxing and focusing on getting fat out. And then there's weight gain mode <laughs> where you're telling the body that you're you're trying to gain weight and then there's in between where it's where you're just kind of maintaining and living your life so you need to be mindful of the messages that you're okay, sending you and receiving. said a lot That's <laughs> a lot can we back up I want to go to the intermittent fasting though because oh, there's yes. a lot of questions around that mm-hmm. because people are denying themselves food when their body's actually saying hey I'm hungry Gina why are you shaking your oh head? I'm just can, I immediately got stressed about that it's just <laughs> so you don't believe in that because that's the new thing. It's not that I believe in it. It's actually how we should eat as humans. But people have just taken it too far. So for example, so you eat all day today. When you go home and you sleep tonight, when you wake up, you're full of energy. It's kind of like if you park your car in your driveway, you fill it full of gas, you go inside to sleep, you wake up the next day, you can't jam more gas in your car because you have a big busy day. So when you wake up, you don't technically need to eat. Your body doesn't get energy from the food you eat. Your body gets energy from food you previously ate that's been stored in your body. So it's true. When you wake up, you don't need to eat anything. Um, so, if, But there is a benefit in eating higher protein. Higher protein feeds the muscles. It turns the body on. It breaks the fast. It says to your body, hello, we're awake. So if you are going to eat first thing, you want to go high protein. If Otherwise, you don't need to eat anything. You can just kind of wake up, go about your day, or perhaps exercise. And I was under the assumption that you are supposed to eat fruit in the morning because fruit, when you eat it after you eat your food, it ferments in your body. And that's not the fit good. for life diet. Okay, see, there's all sorts of yeah. different diets. Yeah. That just causes your body to have to, so your body floods with insulin. Insulin is the chemical your body floods with to break down your carbohydrates. Too high of insulin signals weight gain. So what is the point in eating foods that require insulin to break down to give your body energy that it doesn't need? It's absolutely pointless. So you're making your body process and digest food and intaking food that your body actually doesn't need it's not interested in eating fruit and carbs in the morning if you're going to eat there's a benefit to eating high protein feeds the muscle gets the body working 70 percent harder from the get-go so either eat high protein for breakfast or don't eat anything for breakfast but 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 this is the problem with intermittent fasting if you eat higher protein it gets your body working hard by mid-morning you're running really low in your energy reserve Right? Or if you don't eat anything, then by mid-morning, you're running really low in your energy reserve. Your body will use your glycogen store, so the energy from your food, and then when that runs out, it'll burn the fat. So you may think, oh, okay, well, now I'm going to get into burning fat, and this is what intermittent fasting is all about. But if you use your fat, again, you're reinforcing the message that your body needs that fat. So the problem with intermittent fasting is people eat way too long 
uh, in the morning or sometimes wait till the afternoon before they eat, which reinforces the message that you need fat. And then on the other end of that, they're eating way too late into the evening, which messes with their sleep. Um, and that's a whole other issue because your body can't detox and focus on fat loss if you go to bed with a belly full of food. So they're doing and it all wrong. And you're hungry so, in the morning because you went to bed with a belly full yeah, of food. They're doing it all wrong. But sometimes I've, I've found myself restless and it's because I'm so hungry. And then once you're I dehydrated. eat... dehydrated. And then once I eat, I can sleep. No, but you, you think you can because you cause an insulin high. So again, insulin, the chemical. Insulin is what people are addicted to. So when someone says I'm addicted to sugar, it's not sugar. It's just that sugar requires a lot of insulin to break down. So it's actually the chemical of insulin that you are addicted to. So you get a high, a euphoric high when you have that insulin, and then that helps you also causes you to crash and that's helping you fall asleep but I guarantee you don't get a deep, good deep REM sleep when you eat before you go to bed so what time of day do you tell people no food after what 6 p.m. dark as soon as it gets dark out your body starts pumping dark. melatonin yeah listen so it's dark at five o'clock now yeah so when it gets dark wow. your body starts pumping melatonin through your system melatonin winds your body down preps you for a nice deep sleep <sighs> You and then when you wake up in the morning, then you're hungry. Yes. You just completely actually bummed hungry. me out. I know. It's I can stop fun. eating at five? Well, as soon as you can, as close to you can when it gets dark. Okay. We need to take a break. We're talking about how to approach healthy weight loss just in time for a new year on the Dating and Relationship Show. Stay with us. You're listening to the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bellotta. From singleinthecity.ca on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Welcome back to the Dating and Relationship Show. I'm Joan Kelly Walker. Of course, I'm here with Laura Bellotta. Hi. And our special guest today is weight loss expert and Reiki master, Gina Livy. Hello. And before the break, we were talking about key elements to look for in a diet, and we were talking about timing. And I found this really fascinating. You're saying you shouldn't eat after dark. Yeah, so ideally. it changes throughout the year. Yes. I, I have a question. So I spent uh, a few years in Argentina, mm -hmm. and I gained 12 pounds yeah. when I was there. But they their habits, eating habits, like they literally will have dinner at 11 o'clock at night. Yes. And then they don't go to bed till 1, 2 in the morning. And but they're, they're not all, a culture all, of heavy people. Yes. They're skinny. Yeah. That's because they're not messing with their metabolisms from the age of like 12 by doing deprived diets. It's the, it's their it's exactly right. It's their culture. It's also the things that they the add to their food. The their food. Their food is good, natural, clean foods. There's not art, artificial preservatives and artificial flavors and they don't have the stuff. There's purity laws over there that where they don't add the stuff that we add to our foods. So over why here. do we? Uh, sorry, this is a governmental thing, but mm. honestly, like. Are we getting it as a culture? Like, are people starting to complain? Like, we need purity laws because we do. Yeah, well, that would be great. But it also that doesn't negate the fact that you're consciously making a choice to buy something that has artificial ingredients. It's all it's listed. I don't. I will not but, put anything in my body that has artificial flavor, color, or hydrogen. But I'm not oil. eating that stuff either. So that, does that mean that we're eating pure food then? Well, like so if you're eating trying, pure food, you're trying fruits, to base vegetables, beans, lentils. Um, what else? It's just healthy stuff. Well, yeah, but you're you're trying to view that Fruits, from where vegetables. you are now, right? But, but if you did that from a kid, from okay. being a kid, and you just ate nor ate when you were hungry and good natural food, you there's no reason for your body to gain weight. Like I said, if your body stores fat, it's for a reason. 
It's getting the message. So you could be, for example, some people eat really good food, but their digestive systems don't function very well. So even though they're eating, yeah, so you could be eating all the good food you want, but if when you eat that food, your body's not properly processing, digesting, and absorbing those nutrients, then you get the yay, you get the benefit of the calories, and then your body also thinks you're starving. But see, this is is a great this is a great example of where different diets work for different type of people because I have a lot, I get a lot of heartburn, and so I was put on a food combining diet. Are you missing your gallbladder by chance? No. Okay. (laughs) So food combining meaning... Meaning, um, so you have low digestive enzymes. So you could go and buy um, like digestive bitters, and digestive bitters are great because they're little drops you put in your water that help build up your natural enzymes. So you writing be, this one down. Yeah. So I would suggest to you get on a probiotic, which puts good bacteria into your digestive system. Um, if you have bowel movement issues, like you're not going poo two to three times a day, then I'd also suggest two to pre- three times a day. Yeah, food goes in; it needs to go out. If food is not going out, where do you think it's Wait going? Wait a second. <laughs> Two to three times a day? Yes. Joan, you don't poop three times a day. I do. You don't. I do. Yes. Gina, you do? Mm-hmm. You guys poop three times a day? Yeah. Oh. That's the that's the okay, goal. Okay, how about how about you, the sound guy? You poop three times a day? No. No. Food Four goes times? in, it needs to go out. If it's not going <laughs> Too much out, information. There's an issue. I yeah, maybe once a day. Okay, yeah. so that's that is bad. an issue. All right, so digestive bitters, probiotic. Probiotic, I'd also add a, probably a prebiotic, which is food for your probiotic. You can get it naturally through like garlic and onions and link. But again, if your digestive I'm system... Single. Yeah, if your digestive system isn't breaking these down and absorbing, this is what sup- sometimes you have to supplement. And supplement is just kind of filling in the blanks until your body gets to a point where it can get the nutrients from the foods. So probiotic, prebiotic for you, digestive bitters for sure. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so how can we lose weight then in a way that is not only healthy, but also body positive? Don't starve yourself. Don't deprive. Don't count calories. Don't weigh. Don't measure. That is not normal. That's just not normal. Losing weight, maintaining your weight, it's not really this difficult. Remember, your body's not interested in storing fat and holding on to it. So you need to figure out why is your body feeling you need to store fat, give it what it needs so it no longer feels that, and then help your body get that fat out. Like you got it. The reason why water is so important in weight loss is because the fat has to come out. And if you're not drinking enough water, it's not like your body's going to say, well, I'm not going to process food today. Let me get the fat out. So you have to drink above and beyond what you need to process food in and out and to help the body get rid of the fat. And the rage of Keto. Yes. Yeah. It's That's so silly. One. It's so silly. I know like, so many people are losing tons of weight on yeah, it. Yeah, and gaining it right back. Stati- this is what I'm saying. People need to be real. Like if you study the numbers and statistics, keto was listed as far as the top 50 diets go as number 50, the least effective diet on the market. Yikes. Yeah. People are just buying into the hype. I put it out there to to my following, like, who's lost keto and maintained it? Like, in a normal way, where they didn't have to do weird things in order to maintain their weight. So what do you Nobody. think about the ketosis part of it? Like, people, you can buy these sticks that you pee on and figure out, are you in ketosis or not? Yeah. You could use that for any diet. Is that useful at all? No, it's burning fat. If you burn your fat, you're, you will lose, but you but will immediately gain. how do you know gain. you're burning fat? Oh, well, that's, it's, about, it's basically with keto, you're robbing your body of carbon energy food. So your body has to use your fat for fuel. So everyone has fat cells. You have your number. Uh, Laura has hers. I have mine. So Laura may have more fat cells than me, but that doesn't mean that she gains weight faster or it's harder to lose. It just means that when she does gain weight, she has the capacity to gain more. When you lose weight, what fills your fat cells, when you do a burn the fat diet, what fills your fat cells is used for fuel and that disappears. And then all the toxins are left. And this is why I asked her if she needed 
to get her gallbladder removed because that's what pe- when people are successful at weight loss, they have to get their gallbladder removed. In my process, we're helping the body get the what? fat out. We have to take a break. Yeah. We'll be right okay. back. But we are going to talk about some key elements that we want to look for in the diet okay. when we come back. I also want to talk about gut health. Yes, it's huge. Okay, let's talk about that, that when we come back yeah, on the that dating mind and relationship belly connection. show. You're listening to Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Stay with us. Now back to the dating and relationship show with Laura Bilotta from singleinthecity.ca on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. We are discussing healthy weight loss tips and ways to get back on track to conquer those New Year's resolutions right here on the Dating and Relationship Show on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. I'm your host, Laura Bellotta from singleinthecity.ca. Sitting in with me today is Joan Kelly Walker. Hello. From the Joan Kelly Walker Collection, available at walmart.ca. And Gina Livy, celebrity weight loss expert. Hello. Hi. Hi. Who's helped thousands of people lose weight. Yes. Uh, I'm one of those people. Mm-hmm. Yes, I am. Very happy about that. You do look good. Thanks. <laughs> okay, let's talk about uh, your gut health. Yes. Because I need help with this. Yeah, so important. Can you explain the importance of gut health and how people can improve their gut health? So, okay, before we go there, yes. does everybody necessarily have bad gut no. health? Are there not people walking around with good gut health? I think so. And how do you know that? You don't. Your belly doesn't hurt. Well, you're. Yeah, I mean, you're. It's all about processing and digestion. Most people do. You go to the bathroom regularly. Yeah, but yeah. there's also like, for example, dairy. Okay, some people do well on dairy. Some people don't. But we I do know, not. We know as a species, it's not something that our bodies are specifically di- designed to process and digest. So it just either affects you more or affects you less. Same thing with gluten. Gluten is the protein that's in bread, like wheat and those kinds of foods. So some people can digest it okay, and some people can't. But at the end of the day, our bodies aren't designed to process and digest that. So it causes inflammation. You cause you add inflammation with high stress, and your body is just systematically breaking down and that's the problem so most people know like I mean someone would have to really work at being really healthy to not have when I'm completely stressed out I get it up in my shoulders Mm -hmm. and I get it in my stomach Mm -hmm. like I can feel it right away do you get that Joan I get it in my throat funny enough and listen to my voice and I think I've just been burning the candle at both ends like I feel fine it's just goes right to my throat. Emotions manifest physically. That's what happens. You know, everything you you internalize things and it just manifests into physical issues. Okay, so if you're let's, not paying attention. Let's and answer tune. Joan's question. So how do we know if we have a bad gut? Oh, your bowel movements, that's a good place to start. Food goes in, needs to go out. You should be pooping two to three times a day. If you're not or you go days without, chances are you have some major digestive issues. If you eat raw vegetables or raw nuts and seeds and you instantly get bloated, if you're always walking around with a full food belly after you eat, like you should walk away from eating not feeling physically like you ate. So if you're experiencing those, chances are you have some major digestive so issues. So is it the same foods that bloat everybody or is that like an individual thing? <sighs> Mainly dairy, mainly gluten, but but raw vegetables. The reason why I brought that up is they're very hard to digest. Raw nuts and seeds also very hard to digest, which is why they're These included. These are my go-to foods. And you, so want you probably to eat shouldn't them. eat them on an empty stomach. No, That's what I've been told well, for you, myself. You don't want to eat nuts first thing in the morning or raw veggies first thing in the morning. You want to wait till your digestive system is stimulated and your body's working at full tilt before you do add them in. The reason why I add them in is uh, a first afternoon snack and second is because they are hard to digest, but raw veggies are also high in digestion 
digestive enzymes. So when you eat raw raw foods, it adds good digestive enzymes to your digestive system. So if you're not eating a lot of raw foods, raw vegetables, raw nuts and seeds, raw, you're not adding in digestive enzymes. So, so you're is very this low how we improve? Enzymes. So what are some other ways that we can improve our gut health then? Well, first of all, cooking your vegetables so that it is easier to digest. Um, maybe soaking your nuts as a sort of first step to add. You want to eat them. You don't want to avoid them. It's like those vegetables like broccoli and stuff. Well, don't eat them if they bother your stomach. But that's not the answer. My, my grandma used to soak her nuts. Yeah. <laughs> and I, she did. She would put her walnuts in water and mm-hmm. she would put her almonds in water. I, yeah. didn't, I had no idea why. So good for you. And yeah. she had a bad gut. Yeah. She never said this because I have a bad belly, but now that yeah. you're saying this. A lot of people have why. weight issues because of di- especially if you had a, a weight issue when you're younger, and especially if you're our age, we didn't have a lot of the processed foods available to us. So We you, had Joe Louis, yeah. I remember those. Yeah, but they were few and far between, right? <laughs> um, and so, so what can happen is when you're younger is that, again, you can be eating foods that don't work well with your digestive system. When you're young, you're not really aware of that, and that can cause a systematic breakdown. And then, like I said, you're eating foods but your body thinks you're starving because you're not getting nutrients so it immediately gets into a it starts to store fat to be used as energy so if I eat something my body takes what it needs and gets rid of it doesn't matter if it's got 5,000 calories in it my body takes what it needs gets rid of the rest but if your body is wired in a way that it feels the need to store fat you eat something your body takes what it needs and stores the rest as fat to be used later so if you're constantly in starvation mode your body is constantly taking everything you eat and storing it as fat so you have to you have to help your body get nutrients from your foods. What are the key elements that we want to look for in a diet? Be realistic. Like, honest to God, how many quick fixes have you done? Like, really, I'm asking. In my entire life? In your entire life. Like, how many quick fixes? They just don't work. They don't work. I wake up in the morning starving to death, and and I gorge sometimes. Yeah, I mean, you should help your body get rid of fat, and that's the end of it. And I'll have to worry about it again. Quick fixes, like, you spend 20 years of your life doing quick fixes, trying to lose the same weight over and over again. It's madness. So be realistic about the program that you're choosing. It should be a nice, balanced diet. It shouldn't be anything too crazy. It should give your body what it needs. It should have a, a balanced time. Line. Like if you want to lose 20 pounds, wrap your head around putting in three months at least. Three months at least. You want to lose 60 pounds, wrap your head around six months at least. Now, can you do it in a month? Sure. I have had people who've lost 60 pounds, but they've hit the ground running. They're on like day in, day out. They're on it, doing everything they can, and they have that weight to lose. But if you're trying to lose 20 pounds in a month, like you're not going to do that. No. It, you, you just have to be realistic about it. All right. And so what types of foods do you recommend for those trying to lose the weight? Whole foods. Foods that are in their whole form. So fruits, vegetables. Like you can use carbs like potatoes and quinoa and rice. Brown rice. Uh, the darker rice, the better. Black rice is really great. Super high in fiber, super high in protein. Then you want to go red rice, brown rice, or white basmati rice. Yeah. Just good natural foods. Like even people always talk about bread. Well, the issue is bread is the process of making the bread. So when you take it from its whole kernel or form and you process it into a flour, that flour breaks down super quick in your body. So whole foods, just good, simple, whole foods. We need to take a break. We'll be right back. Stay with us. We're going to talk about sleep and how important it is. Oh, yeah. That's a big one. For your weight loss regimen. You're listening to the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bellotta from singleinthecity.ca on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Welcome back to the Dating and Relationship Show. I'm Joan Kelly Walker. Our special guest today is weight loss expert, 
Gina Livy. Hi. So who better to talk to? to about things like food and fad diets and you know what are good diets. And yeah. of course, Laura's here looking fabulous because she just lost <laughs> a bunch of weight. And I was on Gina's diet. Yeah, yeah. So. I've just been doing it for a really long time. I, like 30 years, I've been talking weight loss. I've seen the diet industry evolve. I know it works. I know And it the roller work. coaster. Yeah. And the bouncing back and I've, forth. I'm just old enough that I've seen it all. <laughs> so, okay. Now, one thing we have not talked about is the relationship between food and sleep. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, sleep is super important. That's when your body heals. That's when it makes change. A, you know, yeah. a lot of digestion happens. Yep. So, how should we think about that? How do we set that up in our brain? Okay, so that comes back to the concept of as soon as it gets dark out, your body starts pumping out this chemical called melatonin to wind your body down, get ready for a nice deep sleep. Um, So it gets dark early now, so five o'clock. So say it's eight o'clock at night, for example, and I'm like starving and I eat something and I'm like, oh my gosh, I feel so much better I ate. I don't actually physically feel better. What I feel is the insulin flooding to break down my food, but that food has to be processed, broken down, digested and stored in my body before it's usable energy. So if I'm going to bed with a belly full of food, my body has no choice but to process and digest that food sitting in my belly. And how does that affect your sleep? Well, it does. It means that the body then can't focus on repairing and rebuilding and uh, detoxing and balancing out hormones. So your body has a circadian rhythm. Starting at 1030 at night, it starts to run through your and balance your hormones, which is why we get hot flashes around that time. Around 3 o'clock in the morning is where it filters through your kidneys and your liver. So if you ever got like, you, you a few glasses of wine you thought oh, I'm going to pass out and have the best sleep then and you then wake up at three, three in o'clock morning. in the morning Wait like a second. what is happening Wait a second. everybody gets f- flashes well no but that's if you do get hot flashes they tend to start popping up around 10 30 at night where okay. your body is cycling your body has a circadian rhythm so it kind of it does it like a systems check as soon as it gets dark out body pumps up melatonin it wants you to go to sleep it is not interested in eating food isn't that interesting because my husband is one of those guys that cannot turn his brain off and so he's you know at 10 30 at night doesn't matter what time it is sometimes he's still working he's still you know Mm-hmm. figuring out what he has to do and planning and you know that works for him but for me I just start to slow down and I am not effective in my thinking I'm not as clear I'm not as fast I'm the same at as about you. probably nine o'clock I just have to like no. okay I'm getting ready for bed I shut down don't at seven. interrupt if you make me think too hard then it wakes me up again and then it's harder for me to fall asleep yeah so that's being in tune with your body shut it down go to bed shut yeah. it down go to it's, bed. Time. it's time I shut it down around seven yeah, That's good. Yeah, you'd probably like, if you went to bed at seven, you'd probably fall asleep and have the best sleep. But we go past the point of no return, right? Where we stay up, we re-stimulate ourselves, and then we have to take melatonin. No, now I'm, dancing, right. now I'm dancing in front of the mirror at 11 o'clock at night. That's yeah, so, amazing. So you, I love that. <laughs> so when it gets dark, your body pumps melatonin, it winds you down. If you were to eat something at eight o'clock, it sends the message that, hey, we're not winding down. We're eating something because we're going to be active hours for that's what it's all about the message so when you eat at night you're telling your body you're not going to sleep you're actually eating so you you're going to be active because food takes hours to break down your body's assuming well you must be eating because we're going to go out dancing or we're going to so you're waking yourself up again you're like breaking the fast that's what happens that's why you breakfast so your digestive system starts to slow down and then at night you eat and then you wake yourself up again and then you you wonder why you can't sleep you told me something once that i uh, that i think about quite often because you were explaining 
explained that to me. And I said, well, what about celery? Because I love celery. Mm-hmm. I eat a lot of celery. And you I actually thought it's love kind it? Of, I really do. And it's kind of like a non-food to me because it has a high water content. It's like, uh, you know, a lot of high fiber. And you said it's still something for your body to process. Mm-hmm. And I do think about that. And that stay, keeps me away from going into the snack cupboard or the celery bin or anywhere else in my kitchen at night. I'm yeah. like, no, I just don't go there. So we can't even eat the celery. No, you're stimulating your digestion. As soon as you put oh. something in your mouth and you chew, you're stimulating your digestion. Just Listen, to process just, it. Just, just like um, play around with it. Like one night eat and then think about how you feel when you wake up. The next night, don't eat. And you, there's a remarkable difference. You're going to wake up feeling a lot and lighter and more energetic. And you're hungry. And you're hungry. Yep, exactly. What are some tips for setting goals? Because uh, Be realistic. So what are you talking about? Like goal weight? It's just setting goals to lose the weight, to actually start on this path. Because, there, again, it's a new year and there's so many of us that are looking to lose weight or to get into better shape, but yeah. they just don't know how to start or they don't know how to maintain their goals. Yeah, that's a real thing because the, the, the programs that are out there and available are based on eat less, exercise more, burn the fat, right? You really want to look something. Some, you know, people who talk about intuitive eating or being mindful or eating balanced diets, some people who put realistic time timelines, you know, who avoid saying burn the fat, you know, Um, this is what I mean about this, where we're at and and going, you know, we're in a new decade, it's time to try a new approach. I have been around, I joke about being old, but these diets, I've seen them come and go and none of them work. If you study the numbers, people are not losing weight. So what exactly works, Gina? Tell us right now, we have about 30 seconds. Good natural foods, a realistic timeline about how long it's going to take you to lose the weight, showing up every single day, doing what feels good you should be in you should be in tune to your body's needs everything you're you're putting in your body every choice you make should fall in line with your goals it's as simple as that i love it mm-hmm. i love it too thank you. well thank you so much that's all the time we have for oh. today i hope that you learn more about health and fitness and how you can incorporate these principles into your new life whether you want to make major lifestyle changes lose weight or simply try new things mm-hmm. gina where can people find you uh on social media gina livy or GinaLivy.com is my website Joan? I'm Joan Kelly Walker Official on Instagram or my website, joankellywalker.com. And for myself, you can find me on Instagram at official Laura Bellotta. You can always uh, check out my website as well because it's a new year. And if, you're, um, if your New Year's resolution is to meet someone special, then you have to get off your butt. You're not going to meet them sitting around mm-hmm. on your couch. Right. So you can check out my affordable matchmaking service or check out any of my singles events. So just go to singleinthecity.ca. Thank you, everybody, and all our loyal fans for tuning in each and every week. Joan and I thank you. Ciao for now.